Queens. Oh my goodness. If you are looking for any dose of inspiration, overcoming, not letting any form of defeat hold you back, this is the podcast episode for you to be listening to today. Ah, I am so grateful that I reached out to Heather Monahan, who, if you don't know, is a best-selling author. She's a keynote speaker, a TEDx speaker. She's on faculty at Harvard, teaching professional sales and sales leadership, and has most recently been appointed to the board of directors on HealthyLink Corp. She talks so openly, so generously, and so vulnerably about her story of growing up in poverty to so many setbacks that happened along the way to today just being the successful woman, mom, and entrepreneur that she is. So you are about to get not only a breath of fresh air, but a fire lit within because her energy, her attitude, her wisdom... It's just, it's just a blaze. It's just a blaze, ladies. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I found myself a single mom, out of work, not knowing how I was going to pay my bills. And I had really tied my self-worth to my paycheck, to my title, to my team. To, you know, I put myself all into this job and this company for so long that it really was devastating mm-hmm. at the time. I don't know if you've ever been fired, but I highly recommend it. If you, if you haven't been fired, definitely get fired. It, it's such a springboard to take off and find what you're meant to do. You've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeVee. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. Heather, it is such a joy to be with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time. I'm excited personally to get to know you. And so for all the Divine Living listeners, I've been um, stalking Heather on Instagram since I moved to Miami, looking for friends in Miami. And I've known about her work for a while now, but it's such a delight, Heather, to have you on the Divine Living podcast today. And we were close to meeting in real life. So we've got to get that back on the calendar. Yes, yes, yes. Heather and I were on the books right before my dad went into the hospital and we're going to get that rescheduled. But we at least we made time for podcast mode so I can get to know you more selfishly and all of the Divine Living community can also. So Heather, take us on a little. We know that every woman has a story. So we love to start with like the personal juicy stuff because we know we're going to get to your like awesome, all your mega success stuff today. But let's do a little trip down memory lane. Tell us who you were, how you got started, and then we'll lead up to today. Yeah, I grew up poor. Um, I was one of four kids. My mom's a single mom. We lived in a trailer behind my grandparents' house. Those were like my first memories of being a young girl. And so the one thing that I remember was I hated food stamps, right? So definitely if anyone grew up like this, this will land with them, is that that feeling of shame, you know, not feeling enough, just really not feeling great about myself drove me on this crazy journey around money that I just wanted to make a lot of money. So I think I was nine when I started my paper route. And then I started busing tables at diners. And then I worked at fast food restaurants and then waiting tables and then bartending and you know all these things. And ultimately what it was, was I was chasing a paycheck because I didn't want to be poor. 
Mm-hmm. However, what I learned through this whole thing was sales. And I didn't know it at the time. You know, people would be like, oh, oh you're so cool. lucky. You know, mm-hmm. you were learning sales. No, I was just trying to, you know, rub two nickels together. And I ended up really, you know, having this, whatever it was, 18 years of sales experience before I really got into sales. And I landed at the Gala Winery. I ended up getting sexually harassed at work. I was super intimidated. I quit. I landed in the radio business, which ended up being this great blessing. And I worked for someone who really believed in me, gave me a huge opportunity when my boyfriend cheated on me. And I was in this funk that I was like, I need to get out of here. I was living in Worcester, Massachusetts, and I keep running into him. And I thought he was the love of my life. And so my boss said, why don't you jump on a plane with me, move somewhere just for money. You won't have to see this guy anymore. And I'll make you a very wealthy young lady. I was like 24 years old. I said, let's go. Let's hop on the wow. plane. Wow. Wow. It was crazy. And he, so it was this, it's funny because now when I'm 46 now, I look back and I realize what a blessing it was that man cheated on me. Right. But at the time it was pure hell. I thought my life was over. I was devastated. You know, it was, it was horrific. However, it was a blessing. He drops me off in Saginaw, Michigan, which I'm from Michigan, so I know Saginaw. Okay. Well, I do not want to be nasty in case anyone lives there, but I'll tell you, I have not been back since, right? It's not like on your bucket list of places you're (laughs) trying to go. You feel me? So I landed there. I was 20 years younger than everyone on the team and I was their boss, right? So everyone was saying all the things, oh, she must be sleeping with the boss or, you know, this is unfair. Why does she get to be our boss? And I just outworked everybody, but I had also developed sales skills, right? So I started really accelerating revenue. Anyways, we ended up netting 30 million on the sale of that company in under three years. And that landed me on the map in media as someone who could really generate revenue quickly. I left that opportunity and went to a publicly traded company, pitched myself for a job that didn't exist and landed VP of sales there. I was there for 14 years became chief revenue officer. I was killing it. I was named one of the most influential women in radio. And 30 days later, I got fired unexpectedly by a woman who had always been my arch nemesis in the company. She was the CFO. I was a CRO. So we really didn't deal with each other much. She hated me. I knew it. And she got promoted to CEO when her father got sick. And so I found myself a single mom out of work, not knowing how I was going to pay my bills. And I had really tied my self-worth to my paycheck, to my title, to my team. You know, I put myself all into this job and this company for so long that it really was devastating. And I can smile about it now because I'm well, I'm over three years now. It'll be four years in August. So I'm far enough away. I have enough space Mm -hmm. that, you know, it is I'm not emotional about it, but I'll tell you those first couple of years, I couldn't really talk about it without, you know, really visibly getting upset. It was devastating mm-hmm. at the time. I don't know if you've ever been fired, but I highly recommend it. If you, if you haven't been fired, definitely get fired. It, it's such a springboard to take off and find what you're meant to do. Well, there's like actually getting fired from someone else. And then there's Kind of, you know, for for entrepreneurs, you can kind of have this a similar experience, like with with clients. You know, whether clients are like, I don't want to work with you, I want my money back, or they're just not enough people aren't signing up for your event or your programs or whatever. You can kind of feel like you just got fired from your own thing. So I know it's it's a when you give all, when you have high hopes, good intentions, know that like 
like you're just like also really great at what you do and it doesn't work out, it can be very devastating and it just rips the ground out from underneath you has been my experience with it. Oh yeah. I was right there with you. I mean, I was a disaster. I went under a weighted blanket for about 24 hours and didn't move. I was crying my eyes out. Literally. I I went for Chablis, but (laughs) yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. We we did that too over here. Don't you worry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Keep going. So that ended up being a catalyst for, I had launched a personal brand a year before I got fired. It's really, that's ultimately the reason why I got fired. You know, this woman hated my personal brand and always was threatening me to take it down. And I didn't want to. I thought, there's nothing bad that I'm doing. It doesn't hurt work. You know, this is outside of work. So I started standing up for myself, which I hadn't been doing when it came to this woman, which was good for me and bad for that relationship. She only wanted to be near me if I was willing to do everything she said. But if I was willing to speak up and be myself, the relationship no longer worked for her. And hence she fired me. But the good news was I had a year under my belt of a personal brand. So I had a community, especially on LinkedIn. And so when I got fired, I noticed nobody was calling me. I wasn't getting any messages. And I'm like, this is crazy. I bet no one knows I'm fired. I bet she's trying to keep this a secret. So I posted, I have just been fired. If you, if if we've ever worked together, if I've ever helped you in any way, I really need to hear from you today. I'm really hurting. And that post went viral. Oh my gosh, Heather, you are a wild one. I love it. How am I just meeting you now? I, you posted that publicly. Wow. Yeah. And you know what your thought right there, that's interesting. I had so many people that love me, call me and say, take that post down, delete that post. You look really pathetic. Oh my and gosh. Like, Are you Sicilian too? I'm like, I'm like, that's my soul sister right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people were encouraging me to take it down and I had to get still and check in with myself. And I said, what do you think the right, you know, do, should you take this down? And I, something inside me said, no, this is your truth. This really just happened to you. Mm-hmm. So I kept it up. The post went viral that landed me on the Elvis Duran show, which Ultimately, Elvis said to me, well, obviously you're writing a book, Heather. And I wasn't. And I said, well, obviously I am. So I held myself accountable in that exchange with him. And he kind of transferred his confidence in me to me. So I jumped on the plane to come home and I Googled, how do you write a book? Because I was never the academic or the literary person. I was always... sales. I was a sales one. I was a social one. Right, exactly. (laughs) I was not a person who was supposed to write anything. And so I Googled like who can write a book and how, you know, what are the criteria and how do you do it? And basically here's the, you know, cut to the, what's behind the curtain. You have to sit and write for a few hours a day. That's it. (laughs) And so once I read that, I'm like, well, I can do that. I'm fired. I don't have anywhere to go tomorrow. So I just started writing and I launched and self-published my first book, Confidence Creator, a few months after I got fired. And it went number one on the business biography list on Amazon and Trump, Donald Trump. And I took that screenshot and I put it Mm -hmm. everywhere and that launched my entrepreneurial career. (laughs) Oh, Heather, what an incredible, incredible story. And I also love that it like wasn't from 1812. I think, you know, a lot of us that have like been around for a minute or two, like, you know, we tell those stories that happened to us, you know, at the beginning of the career, but there's like things that happen mid-career also that are just as epic, just as devastating, and just as meant to be used to catapult us into our next our next era. So 
All right. So now you're four years in to your business. Tell us like, what do you do with people now for people now? What lights you up today? It's been crazy because the pandemic completely crushed. I don't want to be too negative here, but it, it crushed my business financially. However, some really wonderful things happened because I was in the pandemic, which is I still just oh, was a very tough year being a parent with a child, you know, at home and the isolation and, and just the difficulty with their learning and trying to work while they're learning, you know, as I'm sure anyone listening that has kids can totally understand that. But my business became, I fell into the speaking business, which I didn't even know was a business. I had spoken for my entire career as a sales leader, but no one paid you. Mm. And when I went out and started promoting my book, I started speaking and then I started getting paid to speak. That just took off. And it was Q4 2019. And I interviewed Sarah Blakely and Jesse Itzler live on stage at a huge sales conference in Boston. And suddenly my, you know, I was getting booked left and right. And finally I said, oh, I found revenue. I can take a deep breath. Oh gosh. And then everything disappeared when the pandemic hit. And so I got on my Peloton and I, I'm I'm at my most creative when I'm exercising. And I said, what problem can you solve from this house? What problem can you solve from this house? I kept asking myself and I remembered, you know what? You get DMs all the time and I hadn't even processed them. So I went to my computer and I looked, what do people ask me for? And what I could find in the DMs was people were asking me, do you do offer consulting? Do you offer sales consulting? Do you offer executive coaching? And I didn't even know that was a business, right? So I thought, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll put a post up because I've learned move fast and break things, figure it out along the way. Yes. And I put a post up and it just said, you asked, I answered, launching my first ever coaching um, offering May 1st. This is last year. And so that sold out because I charged way too little. I had no idea. I just said I'd offer 100% money back guarantee because I stand behind anything I do and I'll figure out this coaching world. Well, you know, that was great that I did that, but problematic and that I, I was exhausted and not making enough money and, you know, long start somewhere. I had to start somewhere. I started at ground zero. But what it led me to was it led me to signing a deal with HarperCollins Leadership to launch my second book, which I wrote during the pandemic, inked with them during the pandemic. And then one of my clients ended up being on a board of directors of a technology company. He nominated me, getting to know me through the coaching program, to be the newest member of the board of directors. And I was appointed to the board of directors of HealthLink in October of last year. Then because of that, I got a call from Harvard. They were looking for an additional professor for their class, professional selling and sales leadership. And I was able to take that because I wasn't traveling anymore and it was all virtual. So then I started teaching in January for Harvard, which I'm still doing now. So it's been a crazy run, which has been really very, very challenging, yet always interesting. (laughs) I'll say God has big things in store for you, woman. I mean... It's like land on your feet, switch, pivot, land on your feet, switch, pivot. And it's like, you're just pivoting up, 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 it looks like. Well, I, it doesn't feel like that many days, let me tell you. But just, it feels like getting wiped out and just saying, how can I crawl back up and make this work and not give up, right? Because mm-hmm. the whole thing for me is everyone always says, why didn't you just go back to corporate America? What? And well, that's the that's the path of why did you go back to the toxic relationship you were in before? What kind of question is that? Well, 
I'll tell you, I thought about, I, that's where I'm an expert, right? I have 20 plus years experience. I'm an expert in leading sales teams in corporate America. I can do that with my eyes closed and I can guarantee results. This new thing that I do, I'm a rookie. I'm only three years. You're not an expert until you have, you know, however many years, at least 10 years or whatever it is. So for me, many a nights I went to bed and thought, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe I should just start putting my resume back out there. Go do what you're an expert at. Go do what you feel familiar with. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of that toggle back and forth, back and forth of having that plan B in case I needed it. I get it. I get it. But it's like, you know, when you come from a spiritual perspective, you realize like the stuff that we put our faith and our confidence in, and it's like, maybe I should go back to do this thing everything has a price though. You know, everything has a price. Every, I teach it to my clients, every business decision, you know, someone asks for their money back or wants, you know, a refund or whatever. It's like, well, there's a price to do it and there's a price to not do it. And keeping a, a B player team member, you know, well, there's a price to letting them go and there's a price to keeping them. And, and I think that as women, if we just start to connect the dots more about moving forward and be less willing to sacrifice for like the thing that we think that we're good at or the thing that we think we can hold on to and and leap a little more into the unknown, we'll realize like it just keeps getting better and better. And that's a thousand percent what I see for you. Like, thank you. Spiritually, being an expert isn't what any of the highest consciousness teaches. It's all actually about the beginner's mind. And it's when, and I know in my own career, you know, I had so many successes at the beginning because I didn't know what I was doing. I was the idiot savant. I, I did have beginner's luck because my first workshop, I thought, well, it'll be fun to start speaking. And I went and rented a 350 person ballroom at the Lux Hotel in Bel Air because I thought that's what you do for your first workshop. And then when I like sold five tickets two weeks before the event, I was like, wait a minute, it's not supposed to go like this, but I didn't give up. And that day, 354 people were there because I didn't know that you couldn't not sell two or 354 tickets in two weeks when you couldn't do it in two months before. And what I just know spiritually, you know, like Buddhism, it's all about empty the bowl. And Jesus talked about, you know, be like a little child. And once I started getting my success, I was like, oh, okay, I know how this works and I know how launches go and I know how to sell from the stage. And things didn't necessarily go better then. And I found that, you know, I'm in a total place of transition right now where I have very little idea of what's next. And I'm finding myself way more blissed out, way happier, way more at peace because I know the next level version. It's just going to be so much more epic that, and it doesn't have to be me thinking it up this time. Mm, That's powerful. And I'm excited for you. Yes. We will discuss more, but there will need to be mimosas in hand. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, one, one, and what I'll I'll say this to to people too, because this is like one of the things I've actually really worked on with one of my coaches is like we're in this culture of like oversharing, like everyone wants to know what's happening. The world's opening up post pandemic. What do you like? everybody in the world is rethinking their life right now. Everybody is like, what am I doing with my career, my business, my marriage, my kids, my body, my whatever, my living circumstances. And though I have finally gotten to a place where I'm fairly public about, I'm in a real end of era as a business coach, 
where my business model as I know it will be completing by the end of June, I'm consciously choosing to not share the, the very small inklings of the what's next. And it can feel, I felt like, but, well, what am I going to do on Insta stories? And it's like, well, maybe you're just not going to do them for a while right now, Gina, because culture, like us needing to like sell everyone on like, how awesome we are and how much we have going on and what our social circle is and our tip of the day. For me, it was like getting louder than the whispers of what's coming next. And I also know that the little fairy dust that's come in on the inklings of what's next, it's so exciting. It's so big. But if someone even looked at me the wrong way, I'd be like, well, this can't happen. This isn't possible. I'm, I'm crazy. Somebody admit me into like some loony bin. And so I th- I just wanted to share that for all of us that I have these very delicate, just whispers of what's coming. It's going to be epic. It's going to be bigger than even than everything else we've experienced. There's a line in the Bible that says, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. So I'm holding on to that one, God, you better, <laughs> better deliver. And, and I think that we're all just in such a place of trust and we don't have to go back to anything. We get to move forward. Oh, I'm right there with you, sister. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So from, some, from what you do know and what your offers are, how do you, well, I actually want to talk to you about your new book. Let's talk about this new book that you got coming out at the end of 2021 and what is it? What's it called? What's it about? I love the title, by the way, but I just want everyone else to hear from you. Thank you. It's called Overcome Your Villains, which is a three-step process on mastering your beliefs, actions, and knowledge, which is really the formula for how I've accomplished what I have in the past three and a half years, because that's the question I get asked most by people, right? Is there well, how did you get from getting fired from corporate America and having nothing to what you're doing now? And so I literally put it in a roadmap right into the book. And it's every business lesson I've learned and or personal lesson I've learned along the way. And one of the fundamentals that I can't share enough is firing your villain. And that really that comes across very strong, but I mean it in a few different ways. And that for me, my villain was another woman that I worked with. When when I that day she thought she fired me, I had just fired my villain. What that did, what, and I've only learned this, you know, in just the past couple of years, it created this space for all these positive, wonderful people like yourself to show up into my life and support me and help me. That I did not have that back then. It was blocked by this negative mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Now, there's other times that I look that the villain in my life has been myself. My own self-deprecating talk, you know, my own fear that I would back away from. So you can have issues with lack of boundaries and have people become villains that don't even have bad intent for you, but because you're not managing yourself and your space the way that you should be, that person becomes a villain. That job becomes a villain, right? There's so that toxic environment becomes a villain for you. So it's real. That's one of the core fundamentals that I've learned just in the past few years. And it's crazy that it took me till I was, you know, 43 years old to learn this. But I went through my life not realizing that, yeah, I knew you want to surround yourself with good people, but I never thought it was a big deal if at work there was someone that hated you and was constantly giving you, you know, terrible looks and talking behind your back. I just thought, oh, ignore those people, you know, keep mm-hmm. on your path. No, here is what I have learned. And, you know, I talk a lot about this in the book. It's a, definitely a theme is that. 
listen, for people, the pandemic could have been your villain, right? And it certainly Mm -hmm. was for me for a space when I allowed it to be until I decided to fire that villain too and look at what I could accomplish, what I could do within that window of time, you know, and, and allow myself to be hopeful and allow myself to be grateful and engage with the things that did bring me joy. So it just, it's like, it's this big concept that has been an epiphany for me that I really want people to refocus on. And I'm hopeful that the book is going to help eliminate a lot of villains out of people's lives. Oh, I know it is. You're so passionate. You're so generous and you're so filled with life. You know, it's like good for you that you didn't let any of this take it out of you or wind you or, or think that you had to go back to anything and look at you just next book and next mountaintop experience coming your way and, and so much good stuff. So Heather, if people want to find out more about you, work with you, stay in touch with you, how are you working with people these days? So I have my podcast, Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan. You can find everything at heathermonahan.com, my website. My book, Confidence Creator, is on Amazon, Audible, Barnes & Noble, wherever you find books. And I offer group coaching as well. You can find that at my website, heathermonahan.com. Amazing. We will have all of these links in the show notes. Heather, thank you. Thank you for your your zest, your can-do-ness attitude, your overcoming, your story of not giving up. It's like, I think that especially right now, we just can't hear it enough, whether it's the the guy that cheated on you, the boss that fired you, the pandemic that wiped out your speaking business model. It's like, no, we humans are resourceful. We are filled with human potential. What's any last words of wisdom, advice, or inspiration you'd like to leave with the Divine Living audience today? I'll tell you one of the things that I've learned to do just in the past couple of years is choose to see fear as a green light that means go and go faster. And for my entire life, I had chosen to see fear as something to shy away from and stand back from. Mm. But when you flip it around and actually make the decision to see it as a green light that means go, you can say, okay, there's a fine line between fear and excitement. I'm going to feel excited and I'm running right into it. And every single time I do that, something wonderful comes out of it. And it actually does start getting a little bit easier the more that you do it. Oh, I love that so much. And I've not ever heard it phrased in that way. Like use fear as the green light. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, everybody go make sure that you stay in touch with Heather, follow Heather, uh, sign up to work with Heather and definitely buy her book when it comes out. So Heather, thank you so much for being here. What I I knew it was going to be a thrill. I could just tell from following you on social and obviously you're even better in person. So thank you so much. Thank you, Gina. I appreciate you. Did you love the episode as much as I did? I hope so. I hope that you're feeling filled up and that all your dreams are possible and that you absolutely have what it takes to do this. And I am here for you. I'm here on your journey. And I just want to make sure that you are constantly supported with all things queen, high vibe, positivity, spiritual superpowers, and all the things. So if you have not already gotten in on the free companion course to my book, you know, my book is The Audacity to Be Queen, The Unapologetic Art of Dreaming Big and Manifesting Your Most Fabulous Life. You can get my book. I'll leave the link in the show notes. But I also have a free companion course. Uh, whether or not you have the get the book, 
this course is meant to just support you with really taking a look at who you are and how you can get to where you want to go. So you can check it out at divineliving.com forward slash audacity, divineliving.com forward slash audacity. That link will be in the show notes as well. Like I said, it's completely free. There's videos, there's workbooks, there's a Facebook group. So get in on this good free content, share the link with your friends and enjoy. All right, my beautiful, I hope that you have loved this episode and it has been a blessing in your life. And if you could use a little extra love and support in sisterhood, I want to invite you to join me in my global community in the Audacity to be Queen free companion course. This is completely free. And when you go to divineliving.com forward slash audacity, you're going to get meditations. You're going to get videos. You're going to get workbooks. You're going to get Q&A call replays with me. It's just a whole bunch of positive programming completely for free. I want to make sure that you have this love in your life. So go get it now at divineliving.com forward slash audacity.